Kelly has found a TikTok that has an idea that could be life changing, just a, a little mindset game. And that's gonna lead nicely into my Tuesday takeaway because I think Callie and I stumbled upon something that we could do going forward and you could do going forward to make life super easy if you're a person that has a tough time standing up for yourself. All that and more on today's show. You are an upsider living in gratitude finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. Welcome to The Upside. Update Pocket. With Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, February 15th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful that we had a light garbage week. Are you grateful for that? Or are you, because usually you get really excited about garbage because then they take it all away and you're like, oh, look at everything they're taking away. Here's why I was grateful for a late garbage week. Uh, Typically, the barrel or the bin or whatever you call it that we put out at the curb is 80 to 100% full. Sometimes can't even close the top, which which blows my mind how this family of 2.5 can generate. I blame the 0.5. Plus two dogs can Mm -hmm. generate that much trash. but this week it was maybe a third full. I don't know if we, I guess if, did we, I know what it is. What? We stopped eating dinner. Well, we didn't stop eating dinner. We just stopped making elaborate. Right. But I think all of the elaborate meal stuff contributes to the trash in our house. Mm-hmm. And we've been having like smoothies for dinner. Right. So there's literally no trash when you make a smoothie. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think a that's bana- it. A banana peel. We did this like no dinner thing a while ago and we like kind of half did it. Like we did it really early and we still had kind of a big meal, but we've been not sitting down for dinner and eating a bunch of stuff and it's been awesome. We, well, what we did. Yeah. We just realized it's just, I don't know. It seemed, it seems so silly to talk about because it's such a, it's, it's not that significant of a change, but it really has. We've just been more in tune with what works best for our systems, for our family, for the way we do things. And for us having the bigger meal of the day when like when Ellie gets up from her nap at three ish, if we're hungry, just works better. And then at six 30 or so, maybe we have a smoothie or we'll heat up a small dish of leftovers. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's really easy. And it kind of makes the end of our day way less chaotic. Cause we're not yeah. doing dishes. We're not, you know, we're just hanging out with each other. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I don't know. I feel like we're rebels. You know, <laughs> know what I mean? Like it feels like kind of rebellious, like no dinner in this house, but you know, we were all raised, I think, our generation on a couple of things. One, family dinner every night, which I love, but also there is dinner on the table between five and seven every single night. Right. Like it would be, that was, I think, and, how most of us were raised. And it's a dinner dinner. It's a spaghetti with a salad and some 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 bread, or it's a piece yes. of meat with a vegetable and mm-hmm. uh, whatever. It's, it's a, a whole thing. It's a meal. 
And that just wasn't conducive. Yeah. So we, you know, like last week we got a bag salad. Jeff made steaks, but just steak. There were no sides. There were no whatever. And we cut it up, threw it in a salad. It was fantastic. It was yeah. so good. So we got like the nice dinner, like steak kind of thing, but it was with a bag salad and it was really good. And guess what? I was full. And it's, yeah, I didn't need any other stuff that we normally do. Cause a year ago it would have been like steak, a baked potato, bread, maybe yeah. some like carrots or something. And it just would have been a whole thing. Yeah. But anyways, that's why we don't have trash anymore. I think. And, and the reason I'm grateful for it is because, um, for the past three weeks or so, Callie has been doing these injections and, uh, well, I guess they're all injections, right? There are no mm -hmm. pills involved with it that would come and a lot of them were shipped with a, uh, like a thing of dry ice because they had to be kept cold. Mm -hmm. So they were in big styrofoam containers with insulation and, and ice and whatnot. And you can't do anything with those. You can't break down the styrofoam. It was heavy duty. Right. So the fact that the garbage can was empty allowed me to throw all of those in there. And that's why I'm grateful for the garbage. That's awesome. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for our garage. I love, we didn't have a garage for the longest time and it made me be super grateful for the fact that we have a garage, you yeah. know, like you don't realize what you have until it's not there. Yep. Um, and it was in this little adorable house, one of my favorite places that we've ever lived, but Jeff, you know, it was a big deal then that we didn't have a garage cause like bad weather, big trees. We just needed, you know, we, we put that on our list of like things that were important to us. The house that we lived in before, not right before this one, but when, after we got married, right? After we got married, we were in the apartment. The, yes. I, I hate this story because we, we talk about- We how move we all move. the time. Uh, ugh, I'm so sick of moving. And then when we moved out of the apartment, right after we got married, we moved into a house and they have long, and we've been out of that house for years, but they have since torn the house down. They have built a new house in its place. And the new house is hitting the market for $4.3 million. million. I mean, this was a house. It was what, like built in the fifties, probably. It was, a um, it was like a ranch house, but it was on this beautiful piece of land. Huge piece of land. That which we love. Which is why we, we live there because the dogs had. I mean, huge piece of land to go run and play. It in. was, I loved that house. I thought it was so charming. It was so cute. And Jeff would make, you know, make a joke. I think our landlord's just waiting for someone to knock on the door and write him a really big check. Right. I don't think he's ever, you know, I don't think this is like a long-term rental thing. I think he's just saying who wants to give me the most money. Cause it's a great lot in the middle of everything. So apparently it happened <laughs> because it's now they bulldozed our sweet little house. Uh, and then now it's a four point, it's on sale for $4.3 million. Like, so if you have that sort of money and you're shopping for a house, give us a call. Cause we'll gladly refer you to that for just a small commission. And would you please let us live in one wing of it? Yeah. We would like our own wing, but like, you'll never see us for a $4 million house. There's gotta be, I mean, it would be possible for, for a family of three, us, mm -hmm you know, 2.5 plus their dogs to live in part of that house and undetected for a long period of time. I bet they have like a garage apartment or something. Yes. We could live in there. A guest house type thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We'll and take you know, what's nuts is our, the house with the lot that's like $4.3 million, which we found on Zillow. Like yesterday we were both like, Oh my gosh. So the house next to it is a corner lot. 
that had this teeny tiny little house on it. I was obsessed with it, but it was a huge lot, especially for an in-town house. And they bulldozed that house recently. And I'm like, okay, if our land that was like half the size of the corner lot is $4.3 million, what the heck is it going to look like on the corner? That's going to be it. And I looked up that builder and all he does is crazy $10 million homes. I mean, I, you know, if I would have bought that land, cause that was like in my head, I was like, it'd be my dream to buy that land. I would have kept a smaller house on that land because the lot's so big and beautiful. And now I feel like they're, they, they're using up every square foot of that. Yeah, yeah. It kind of lost its magic. They tore down the really pretty tree that you hated that I loved. Um, what tree did I hate that you loved? There were just, there are all these huge. Oh, I didn't uh, hate it. I was, trees, I was fine with the tree. I just didn't like it towering over our house that didn't have right. any safe place. Should a big right. windy storm come. Right. right. Um, if we win the lottery before those houses sell, we should buy one of them. Just we should buy the house that Ellie was conceived in, which is not really that house anymore, but it's the $4 million house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How great would that be? Well, it'd be great. Except for they tore down all my trees. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, if we win the lottery and what is it, what was it up to? Like it doesn't matter a hundred million dollars. We can import old trees and have someone plant them. Correct. Exactly where they were because we're billionaires. Yep. I saw this TikTok the other day that I think is amazing. And I wanted to speak this out loud because one, I need this pep talk, but I know that there are probably multiple people that also need this pep talk. Are you playing the audio of the TikTok or are you just going to tell the story? Not unless you want me to. Do you think it was good or do you think it was too long? I thought it was great, but I also think you can tell. I just wanted to know if I should pull the cable out. Oh no, that's okay. Okay. The TikTok was a woman who was saying that she's going to start making decisions based on what her best looking and most successful version of herself would do. I actually think you should play it. You do? Okay. Just because the way she said it and, and I think the, um, you'll hear her as she starts to speak this out loud, how she's going to implement this in her life. You hear her, um, is it gain, maybe gain confident? You hear her kind of hype herself up and realize how powerful this really is while she's saying it, which okay. is cool. Here was the thing. Sorry, I was not prepared to play this. Oh, I, see I decided I'm gonna act like the hottest, most successful person on earth and see what it does for me for a week. People, including myself, always talk about being delusional, but I'm gonna take it to like the next level. Or I think what delusion actually is. Every single time I have to make a decision, do something, I'm going to be like, what would the hottest, most successful version of me do? Would the hottest, most successful version of me go to 5 a.m. Pilates? Yes. Would the hottest, most successful version of me order water or an espresso martini at dinner? An espresso martini. Would the hottest, most successful version of me look in a mirror and be insecure about something? No, I'd probably dance. (laughs) Would the hottest, most successful version of me care about what people think or what I have to post? No. Would the hottest, most successful version of me be kind to everyone? Yes, because I have no insecurities to project and I don't feel the need to prove anything. Like even just doing this a little bit, I'm like, holy And I'm starting to think like it really is just that simple. It's like, just ask yourself, what would the hottest, most successful version of you do? It's difficult to rewire your subconscious and I think this just might be the way to do it. Okay, I think that is genius advice. Who is the person who said it? Kaylin Malley. 
And I think this is genius. I think it's so important. It is a pep talk to me because I have found as I've been doing more stuff in our own business that I get really insecure. I second guess everything I say. I run things by you. And that's not what the hottest, most successful version of myself would do. Right. The most successful version of myself is confident in my abilities and what I know. And when I don't know something, I can ask a question. Yes. Yes. So, or you can ask a question, or I think, or or you make the the, the best qualified guess, mm-hmm. and chances are it's going to be right. Yeah, and even if it's not, who cares? Right, because yeah. the be, the best, most confident, hottest version of you is not going to care if you make a little mistake on this, because oh well, tomorrow's a new day. I'll fix it then. Exactly. Yeah. If you need some confidence, remember that. Ask yourself constantly, what would the hottest, most successful version of myself do? All right, and I, be that person. I have a I have a Tuesday takeaway on Wednesday because we didn't do a typical show yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is so... Callie and I actually thought of this after it was too late for us to use it. But I think it's so genius and so brilliant. Um, If you have to advocate for yourself on some level, if you have to write um, an email that could be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Confrontational. If you have to address something that is, is, Uncomfortable, uncomfortable. If you have to put yourself in a situation, but you are a person who always gives your friends advice to stand up for you, take yourself out of the, the first person and write the email or compose the text or think of the conversation in your head as though you are responding to a third party. On your friend's behalf. Yeah. So if you have to respond to a text message about somebody who is is trying to negotiate your rates and you, they're, and they're already low and you they're trying to get them lower and and you're like I am worth more than this. And I know I am, but I can't you're having a hard time defending it. Cuz you're like I don't want to ruffle feathers. I yeah. don't want I just got to do what's nice for them. Well, I, no, you wouldn't tell your friend that. You would tell your friend to ask for the money they deserve and walk away from a deal that Right. isn't so, good enough for you. So pretend your friend has handed you their phone and write the text message, even go so far as to put their name into it. Mm-hmm. And say you know, uh, Anna can't, uh, Anna's rates are this and this and this, and unfortunately they can't go any lower. Her experience doing A, B, C, and D has qualified her to, to charge these rates and she is in high demand. If it's not something you're interested in, we totally understand. Feel free to go talk to somebody else. If you would like to work together, Anna needs to know by the end of the day tomorrow. Done, period. Sign seal delivered. Then just go back through and take out all the Annas and make them you. Yeah. It's just, for us, it was just a mind. It was like a, it just made it so much I feel like we so should do easier. that in the upside Facebook group. Like if you have to say you're up for a raise or something and you want to know how to like ask for it formally, I feel like you should be able to post in the upside. You can't do it with strangers. It oh, would, they have to know you? It wouldn't work. Why wouldn't it work? Because how is somebody going to going to 
qual- you can't Ad- have okay. you can, I get what they you're can't saying. advocate for you. Like a, you wouldn't be able to write a passionate email getting a raise for your friend for a stranger as well as you could do one for your friend. Christine. That's true. That's true. So it has to be you have to do it, but just take yourself out of it. So I hope that made sense. For the record, Callie hit that and she's never been hotter. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the dark. Now, when I get my electric bill, I'm actually afraid of light. <laughs> Years ago, I learned about Thrive Cosmetics from one of my girlfriends, and it is an absolutely incredible company. And her passion for it made me passionate about it, and I've been using their products ever since. One of my favorite products is their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Now, years ago, I used to have lash extensions. I became allergic to them, so... I tried the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara and it mimics the look of my lash extensions. I love it. It has more than 25,000 five-star reviews and it uses a proprietary tubing formula, which means that it wraps around each lash as you apply it to lengthen and define your lashes from root to tip. And I love a tube mascara. It has nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And It's easy to remove. It slides right off with warm water and a washcloth. Thrive Cosmetics has certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free beauty products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. There are no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, all without compromising performance. Also, cause is in the name for a reason. As part of their mission, every product that we purchase goes to support organizations that helps communities thrive, such as those battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and more. You've got to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com com slash upside. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash upside for 15% off your first order. Getting treatment for whatever is bugging you about your skin is convenient and simple. You can do it from the comfort of your own home with Apostrophe. They are an online platform that's going to connect you with an expert dermatology team to get you customized treatment for your unique skin. Whether you're dealing with breakouts or acne or signs of aging or acne scarring, whatever it is, Apostrophe's mission is going to empower you and make you feel confident and comfortable in the skin you're in. How does it work? You go online and answer some questions about your current health and skin condition. You also upload a few photographs and an expert board certified dermatologist is going to review that and create your initial customized treatment plan. And if you need prescription treatments for what they are talking about, then they will take care of that as well. We have a special deal for Upside listeners. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash upside when you use our code upside. It's a savings of 15 bucks. This code is only available to Upside listeners. To get started, go to apostrophe.com slash upside and click get started and then use our code upside to sign up. You'll get your first visit for only $5. 
five bucks. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring today's episode. We appreciate our Upside partners, and we appreciate you for supporting them. For more information on any advertiser on the Upside, visit CallieandJeff.com. I feel like I did a terrible job explaining my Tuesday takeaway, but I just want you to know that I was really, I'm so excited by that, and I can't wait until there's a situation where I can implement it for myself. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. And it's probably going to come sooner than you think it will, because I feel like we do that a lot of like stuff in our business where we have to advocate for ourselves or our podcast hosts or our company. And we want to write the perfect email because you don't want, you want to be assertive, but you don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So any who, all right, some uh, more leftover Valentine's Day content before we get into three random things, Callie. Uh, I am going to give you a situation and a couple of choices you have to tell me what what choice applies. This, these are all related to uh, modern dating terms. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when someone keeps sending flirty messages but never actually plans to meet up, is that called baiting, breadcrumbing, love bombing, or giving fumes, not fragrance? What was the first and second one? Baiting, breadcrumbing. Love bombing or giving fumes, not fragrance. Wrong. Breadcrumbing. Doesn't Uh, make sense. When someone consistently checks in with a romantic prospect and dangles the possibility of a date to keep them interested but never follows through, that's breadcrumbing. They're just leaving a trail. Yeah, that is so dumb. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. You leave a breadcrumb for someone to find you. Okay, well, this is in the New York (laughs) Times and I'm not taking them on. So I'm just sharing what I'm reading. When somebody keeps a romantic prospect around as a second option, is that oh, that's the worst. backpocketing, stashing, cookie jarring, or benching? Benching. Nope. Cookie jarring. Mm. When a person seeks a relationship with someone else as a backup plan. In the same way that somebody might reach for a cookie when they want an instant treat. Someone who cookie jars pursues their backup person when the one they actually want isn't available. I need to speak to the manager. <laughs> about these really dumb phrases. Okay, continue. When somebody announces a new relationship on social media without identifying who they're in a relationship with, is it called saving the date, a love bomb, a soft launch, or a coying, C-O-Y-I-N-G? A soft launch. That's right. That's a discreet photo or video of your new partner to announce your relationship while hiding their identity. Um, you don't want to post about them on your account too soon in case it doesn't work out. So an example of that would be sharing, like somebody sharing clasped hands. Uh, and finally, when somebody is extraordinarily charming, do they have twist, salve, riz, or lucky charms? Twist. Wrong. Riz, which is short for charisma. Hmm. Wow. I feel like I don't know anything about the world. I think you went one for four on that. Today. I definitely did. I was trying to go with the logical answers and, you know, why would I do that? Correct. Because clearly it should be the most out there, doesn't make sense option available. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing. I just want to, I wish I had the sound of like angels from the heavens for this one. The first pill for postpartum depression could be approved by the FDA 
by August, which is like just makes me overjoyed because I had postpartum depression really bad. Not your best, but we'll take it. Is that kind of angels? Um, not really. That's like. That's the sound effect for um, postpartum depression. You, I just don't know. <laughs> Anyways, it's an antidepressant. Are you done? Why do you think you're so funny? proud of yourself right now. Sorry, I had to shut that off. Somehow Ellie, when she was playing with the equipment, turned her laughter into a loop. Oh. So if I ne if I didn't push the button again, it would never stop. Okay, so the antidepressant, it is only taken for two weeks and it's in a class of drugs that target what is called GABA receptors, which is control signaling. Yo, GABA GABA. In the central nervous system. And yeah, in the brain using a substance called neurosteroids. So anywho, this could be a huge, huge thing. And I am so glad that there are people that are willing to research this and to move forward with medication. I definitely took meds postpartum after Jeff was like, I think you should call your doctor. Well, and, and you're thankfully and, you did because I was next level. But it wasn't me out of rant and out of nowhere saying maybe you should call your doctor. You knowing that you have a history with anxiety and depression and ADHD and all that stuff said, Hey, keep an eye out for these things. And if you see any of them and I'm not acknowledging them, suggest that I call my doctor. Yeah. And I was like, ah! yeah. I was hysterical. So good call. A dog was adopted in Texas and two weeks later went missing from her new home. Uh, but the dog is very smart because at 1.42 in the morning, 10 miles from the house where she was rescued to, where she, her new home where she lived, um, she started ringing the doorbell of her former shelter. Oh. So, the, <laughs> so the dog was named Bailey. Bailey went missing in, new Jan in, in late January, and she turned up two days later at the Animal Rescue League 10 miles from her new home in the middle of the night, the shelter staff received an alert from the facility's ring doorbell. Oh, um, it kept going off because there was movement on the porch. And when they looked at it, it was the dog Bailey pass pacing back and forth in front of the front door. How bad do you feel if you're Bailey's new family? I know. And they're like, I would rather go back to the shelter. <laughs> right. I don't know who you people are, but I had it pretty good over there and I'm not happy here. And your third random thing for today is we all think that 10,000 is the magic number of steps that you should be taking a day. But according to studies, that may not be accurate. It is true that if you do like eight to 9,000 steps, that's helping your health. But if you're overweight, you need to be doing more like 11,000, which now I got to up my game a little bit because I've been trying to hit the 10,000, but I feel like, you know. I don't know. I'm reading this. It says 11,000 is better. And the more steps you can do, the better it is for your overall health. And as we get older, you know, it can help, com help combat some pretty serious stuff. How many, have you figured out how many miles, or I think you looked it up, how many miles and how many steps in a mile? Do you remember? I did look that up and I'm totally was forgetting. It, was it around 2000? Mm. Cause I think we thought 10,000 steps was, was going to be two miles. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's more than that. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. I usually don't answer phone calls from numbers I don't know. However, in the throes of like having all these doctor's appointments and whatever, I've been answering them in case it's important. And I answer the phone the other day. And this guy goes, excuse me, can you please, please take me off of your call list? I really don't want to get your calls anymore. And I've tried this 10 times and I just really don't want to hear from you again. And I said, sir, I'm just somebody's mom. I'm not not a telemarketer. And he burst out laughing. He was like, oh my gosh, they must be shadowing your number because I get calls from you all the time. And then we spent the next three to four minutes bonding over how many people spam call our phones. Yeah. He's like, it's crazy what they can do. But we had, you know, a little bonding time because- You guys were talking like old friends. And then when you got the phone, I said, who who was that? Who are you talking to? He said, I don't know. Some guy who- doesn't want to be on the spam list. Doesn't he doesn't want to be on I the spam it. list. So, but now you're besties. Now we're besties. Hi, friends. It's T-Bird. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, my daughter, Mia, yesterday said to me, Mama, you know that one of the things that I remember most about Valentine's Day is that every Valentine's Day when Ansley and I would walk downstairs, you would have the whole kitchen decorated with red hearts and balloons and chocolates and flowers. And it made me always know that Valentine's Day wasn't just about romantic love, that it was about just love in general. And that just touched me so much. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I've never been sad on Valentine's Day. I haven't had a boyfriend in forever. And by choice. And I think it's because I have so much love in my life. And I don't look at Valentine's Day as a romantic thing where I have to celebrate with my husband or my boyfriend. But I celebrate and just make sure I tell all the people I love how I feel about them. So I love you guys. I love our listeners. I love Ellie. I love my family. I love my friends. I am just in love in general. So happy Valentine's Day, guys. Hope you have a really good one. Okay, bye. Jeff, mean younger kids usually have a reason and it's usually something's going on in the household. So no to picking just a chosen few. You might make the best friend ever by reaching out and giving one to everyone. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Nikki again. I was calling about the Chick-fil-A um, new plant sandwich they're going to come out with. Um, the only chicken one I've ever tried is from Panda Express, and theirs was actually really good. I don't know what they make it with, but it was pretty good. I've tried some um, you know, of the vegan burgers and everything, and some have been pretty decent. So I hope it comes out okay. Okay, bye. Hey, I have a random thing for y'all. Um, and maybe you already asked this, but just FYI, most daycares and schools do not allow to ho- do not allow homemade items. 
um, to come in as like gifts and treats for things. So I don't want you to be disappointed. I don't know. You might have already checked or this might not be a thing at yours, but um, most don't even do anything edible because of allergies, but we are not allowed. And I know a lot of them are like this. You're not allowed to bring in anything that's homemade. Um, but just let me know to check that. Um, I don't want Jeff to be disappointed with his cookies. So I'm on Instagram, really, really cute. And best of luck with that egg retrieval today. Yay, yay, yay. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Mary. I just paused today's episode for two reasons. One, it was so weird because Callie was talking about driving to Costco for gas before it opens. And that's exactly what I was doing while I was listening. I just dropped my son off at school and I was driving to Costco to get gas before it got crazy. Also, the Valentine's thing with the class. Yes. Not even when they're 14 will it be too cool. They're too cool for the Valentine's. But my seven-year-old this morning would not take the Valentine's bag in that had all the hearts on it because he's just too cool for that now. So soak it up while they're little. Love you guys. Honey, you have all these great ideas. And you even know how to start. But how much longer are you going to wait before you do? How long are you going to let that fear keep on holding you back? How long are you going to wait? Honey, time ain't going to wait on you. Okay? You deserve to dream, right? But even more than that, you deserve to make the dreams come to pass. How much longer are you going to wait, baby?